People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm, inviting you to join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcast or on our website to hear our take as three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can follow us on Facebook. You can reach us with your comments, questions, suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and you can email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned for our long-awaited YouTube channel. And now on with this week's episode. Hello, Brothers Talk family around the world, and welcome once again wherever you're listening in and holding your critical thinking conversations to promote activism and uplift people everywhere. We appreciate you and we welcome all our first-time listeners for tuning in to help with the work of encouraging and educating while we endorse and inspire new and existing Black businesses and individuals that can empower and enrich the Black community. Your weekly coronavirus awareness alert, because we care, is that according to the CDC, there is a moderate increase across the country that represents what they're calling a late summer wave that people may actually be mistaking for a summer cold. They say the symptoms don't seem to be as severe, but these are new variants that are, again, more infectious than the previous strains. Also, part of the problem is that immunity has lowered because vaccinations and booster shots have slowed, and the newest boosters for these XBB variants won't be available until September. But if you haven't gotten your vaccination, please do so. And remember, wearing a mask in crowds is the best protection because that also prevents infections and transmissions of flu, RSV2, and even the common cold. Summer's nearing an end, but the CDC is saying that they attribute this new surge to travel for weddings, graduations, reunions, and or vacations. And I know of a couple of cases near me in New Jersey of one person who traveled to Italy for a friend's wedding and another who traveled in the States for a golf tournament who both came down with COVID. And finally, don't forget that most disinfectants will kill all these viruses, which is a good thing to do, period. Come on, people, we can and we must do better. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Thanks, Rod. And family, thank you for your continued support, as as always. And again, we're going to keep hammering on this on this virus because it is ticking back up. Uh, there are people who are contact uh, contracting the virus. Um, in my in my circle, I know of two people who recently caught the virus. They don't know where they got it from because they don't wear they don't wear a mask. We had the conversation, and they still don't want to wear a mask. And I'm like, you know, uh, you can lead like they say, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And that seemed to be what's going on now. There's something going on in this country where where people are just turning their back or turning their nose up to anything logical, especially when it comes to the virus. It's been demonized so much that you can't tell people, you know, when you ask people to wear a mask, they come up with excuses of why they can't wear a mask. Uh, I still wear my mask. I had my mask on yesterday everywhere I went. And unfortunately, I was the only person in some places that wore my mask. So please, people, wear your mask so that you can protect yourself and your loved ones. You know, the reason that we continue to talk about this virus in our community is because because of our health condition and outcomes, we are more accessible than other communities. So, you know, it's important that we actually stress this in, in each one of our shows. 
And if you haven't been vaccinated, please do so. And, you know, prepare yourself when you go out, because, again, we do have a lot of elderly people, young people that really cannot sustain getting this virus. And again, you know, we're still about black businesses and black banking. So don't forget, you know, we're still about black Wall Street. So if you haven't, please open those bank accounts with our banks. And if you can, patronize a black owned business. So here we are carrying on a common theme that we've had since we began this podcast back in early 2020, January, as a matter of fact. And we've been talking about health outcomes in the black community because COVID once again highlighted how vulnerable we are as an ethnic group to a lot of the conditions underlying and otherwise, including racism, that has effectively beaten down a lot of our defenses. And so that's why it dismays me quite a bit to see some of the sheer stupidity that goes on from what I'm going to term is the extreme left of those folks who always have to take things too far. And there's one of the reasons why it allows the extreme right to actually get some get a, 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 some traction because we see this thing where everybody knows at the end of the day that obesity is not a good thing. No matter how you slice it, obesity is not a good thing, that it has so many negative impacts on everyone's health, but particularly in the Black community because of things like diabetes and coronary disease and cardiovascular disease and liver disease and kidney disease and so many others that it is literally a death sentence to not combat obesity when it comes to the Black community. And yet we have Lizzo, who, if Lizzo wants to go ahead and say she's proud of her big body and she's good with that, that's fine. But she should not be out there championing a lifestyle that is literally deadly to her own people. And yet, because of this extreme left kind of thinking, you have people who are literally trying to champion her right to promote that lifestyle as deadly as it is. It is just mind boggling that they come up with terms like fat shaming and so forth. And nobody's out there literally saying that you should be able to point fingers at people and call them fat and other derogatory names, et cetera. But at the same time, the opposite of that is not saying that it's okay for you to be obese when you realize that it's killing you. And so that's the kind of thing that just stays on our mind when we talk about COVID and other things that we know are being detrimentally impacting of our community. You know, uh, this whole thing, when I first saw Lizzo and, and you know, people all excited about it and, you know, fans and everything, and I, I, I didn't know who Lizzo was until I saw on TV, one of her shows, and I, I don't get it. It was nothing about that exciting to me. Was nothing. It just was nothing about that. All it looked like was here's somebody who's trying to pretend that all of this weight is not a problem for her, and uh, even the backup dancers. And like you said, Rod, you got a situation where obesity is a leading cause. It's probably the leading cause for most morbidity when you come to the black people uh in this country uh but not just black people but we're, we're focusing on black people and uh when you start talking about heart disease when you start talking about 
uh, diabetes, when you start talking about any of the leading causes of death, you'll find out that behind that, those leading causes of death, a lot of it has to do with uh, people being overweight. And uh, I'm not a medical doctor, and all I can go by is what I see. And what I see is, you know, people are just, these, Lizzo and her, her backup band, they're just not overweight. They're like obese. And um, I had this conversation with one of my sisters, my oldest sister, not about Lizzo, but about, you know, just the impact of weight that weight has on, on your body and your health. And one of the things I said to her was, if you notice a lot of the, the older people, the women, where we grew up, they're still alive. They're in their late 90s. I mean, late 80s, early 90s. And none of them, they're all thin. And my point was, there are very, very, very few people who are overweight or obese or Lizzo size who are in their late 80s or, or 90s. You know, it, it's really gone well beyond Lizzo. Lizzo has become, you know, a spokesperson for what they're calling fat patriots, you know, in this country. And they're people who are literally playing victims because their size won't allow them to do things that ordinary or people who are not obese can do. Literally just walking down the aisle of an airplane or, or sitting in a, a seat on an airplane or, or go horseback riding, they're basically championing a civil rights movement for obese people, which is ridiculous in this day and age with the technology and knowledge that we have regarding health and outcomes, they're actually fighting against it for their right or, or for their right to be inconvenienced against being inconvenienced because of their size. And Lizzo's just another spokesperson in this movement because she feels that being 300 plus pounds is okay, which is her, her right. But as Rod mentioned, you know, it, it's not, a good thing to project that, especially in our community, when we have all of the health issues that we do have today. And, you know, you can't even go into any Black community, especially if you go into the heart of our communities where you go to churches and other civic areas. And I guarantee you're going to see obesity from children right up through the adult. And as we keep saying, not only is it killing us there, but all the science has continued to point to that obesity was one of the underlying factors that was causing the higher than normal death rates from COVID in our communities, you know, and, and that indeed is a preventable one. Unlike, you know, people who have like respiratory diseases or, or, or diabetes or other things like that, which are not necessarily preventable. But certainly the idea that people who cannot get away from the unhealthy eating habits that causes our communities to suffer, you know, that's a whole nother show that we should probably talk about having the, the emphasis on why is there so much obesity in our communities because of the lack of healthy food options and the lack of proper eating habits, et cetera. But the fact that somebody who has decided that because they want to be proud of their size is looking for a company while we 
can certainly see that we always rejected the fact that on the other end of the spectrum, when they had like these quote unquote models who are so thin that they actually have like eating disorders to try to maintain that weight. Yeah, that's not healthy either. So, but the other extreme is not the answer. And by the way, isn't it interesting that right now Lizzo is being sued by a number of her former dancers for the very thing that she claims to champion that they're saying that she was abusing them based on their weight. You know, the, the, the thing that to me that's that's really, really just disingenuous and, and uh, just unethical is the fact that, like you said, both, both of you said that they're encouraging other people. They're telling basically people that it's okay to carry around this unhealthy amount of weight, which is, I mean, it's just disingenuous to do that. And so you got, you're going to, you're always going to have some people who are going to follow uh, people who they're considered to be stars or superstars or, or whatever. But to have people think that is just disingenuous. Like we just talked about the kind of uh, problems that you're going to have that people have because of being uh, obese or, and I don't have to say morbidly obese, just being overweight. You can be uh, myself. I'm overweight. And I have high blood pressure. And, you know, my doctors have told me for years that, hey, if you lose weight, you can probably get off this high blood pressure medicine. Uh, and I think that's a lot of us, but to encourage people to say that's okay, you know, you, I'm, I'm proud of it. And, hey, you're beautiful. And you know, this whole thing. Yeah, you may be have a pretty face or, or something like that, you know, but being overweight like that, it's like I'm looking at them. I'm looking at them. I think it was on Saturday Night Live or something. I saw them, and I'm like, now, what if one of these people have a heart attack out here moving around like this? I mean, you're not, you, you know, you're over, you're overweight, you're grossly overweight, and you're trying to do the same kind of dances that people who are like really, you know, very thin, you know, 105 pounds type, those type dancers, they're trying to do that kind of stuff. I'm like, wait a minute, what, what are y'all doing? We see what's going on here. You're trying to normalize being overweight. And remember, we're talking about basically young people here. So they really haven't gotten to the point where carrying this kind of weight affects their frames, their joints. What's going to happen when they become 40, if they live that long, 40, 50, 60 years old? What kind of knee hip replacements are we looking at here for people who decide to weigh 300, 250 pounds plus with frames that are not built to carry that? They're not really addressing any actual health concerns regarding the future. They're just demanding that for their rights to do this today, which they are they have rights to do, but we shouldn't be inconvenienced because of their decisions. And so two final points of clarification. One is that if you have a medical condition, and we know there are people who do have glandular problems and things like that, where their weight is really not under their control per se. So we are in no way doing anything like fat shaming because the other point that I want to make is that when we talk about obesity, we all know what that really is. Look, we're not talking about somebody who's just overweight because the truth of the matter is the body mass index that's still used in most medical 
uh, text as well as in medical profession is based on something from the 19th and 18th century that was based on white men. And so they have not updated that. They haven't really taken into account ethnic groups like Africans as well as other groups to determine what is a normal body mass index. So we're not talking about just people who have like some extra pounds around, et cetera, because that that is not what we're referring to. We're talking about just what you've heard us describe, which is obesity, which as the saying goes, you know it when you see it, because you can see that if people who are obese are not healthy, they struggle to move, they struggle to get around, they struggle with the most mundane of tasks. And so when that happens, then we all know that that's not a healthy situation. And Scott, I go right back to something that you said earlier, which was 1000% on point, which is that you do not see those folks living even into their late 70s and 80s, much less their 80s and 90s. And so if nothing else, people ought to do it just to help to extend the quality of their life. Because obviously, as you said, Norm, with your joints and everything else, having that kind of extra pressure on you, if you were to live that long, you're certainly not going to have a good quality of life. In our Black Business Spotlight, meet husband and wife Derek and Ramonda Young, who are the founders of Mahogany Books, two popular Black-owned bookstores in the Washington, D.C. metro area. Together with their 16-year-old daughter, Mahogany, they are helping to meet the literary needs of readers nationwide in search of books written for, by, and about people of African descent. With over 20 years of retail bookstore experience and starting as an online enterprise, in 2017, they opened the doors to their very first physical location in Southeast D.C., and in July 2021, in the midst of the pandemic, they opened their second location at the National Harbor in Prince George's County, Maryland. Over the past six years, they've hosted more than 600 book events throughout the metro area and online via their popular Mahogany Books Front Row series. In 2019, their company was named one of the top 100 minority business enterprises in the D.C. capital region and made the Forbes Next 1000 list in 2021. Their commitment to the community is amplified by their donation of over 1,000 books to youth, numerous story times, financial workshops, author talks, seminars, and a host of other events created to enrich the lives of residents and beyond. Their story is so successful that they've been featured in Black Enterprise, Vanity Fair, Essence, Oprah's O Magazine, Forbes, Wall Street Journal, The Washington Post, and more. For more details, visit their official website at mahoganybooks.com or follow them on Instagram. That's a wrap for this show. And remember, you can share your thoughts with us and follow us and communicate with us by sending your comments as well as your questions and show ideas to The Brothers Talk on Twitter. Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And as always, God willing, we'll continue to keep our focus on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Until the next episode, know that we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And finally, let's all do better today because that's all we really have.